Here at Doxaday Bloom, we are excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope that you enjoy today's message. For most people, the thing that brings about the most worry or concern or even unhappiness has to do with your possessions or the lack thereof. I think many people will agree that things or possessions, stuff, cars and just the things that we accumulate in this world, material possessions, that they don't really make you happy. But I do think that most people will agree that they can make you unhappy. You see, the reason for many people's unhappiness or concern or worry is in the area of possessions or stuff. Now, it could be uh, for some because you don't have them and you've got this great desire and you're aware of what you don't have and you think that you need. Or because of the concern of it getting damaged. Uh, for instance, when someone scratches your car, it really hurts you quite a bit. Or when something gets stolen or lost. It's in the area of possession. It's because you own something that then got damaged or lost that we feel unhappy or worried or concerned. Or it's about the stress that is related to owning those things. Uh, it could be maybe because you had to take out a massive loan to purchase something for yourself, and now you're worried, stressed out about the debt. And it's all related to this idea of material possessions. And so what is, what is God's plan for us when it comes to material possessions? Now, in the next three weeks, we want to get extremely practical. So there are three things, three topics that we want to discuss, three very practical things that I believe that if you start applying these things in the area of, of material possessions, it can literally change your life. Now, you might say, well, that's a bit dramatic to say it can change your life, you know, if we just apply these three uh, topics. But, but here's the thing. When it comes to the area of, of uh, possessions, something like stress or the stress that's related to owning a whole bunch of stuff because of the responsibility that you carry or because of the, the debt that you have to, uh, to take out in order to buy those things, Something like stress, we all know that stress is one of the leading causes for so many illnesses in this life. People literally die at a younger age. They lose hair sooner. Mine is not because of stress, it's because of bad genes. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, my, my father and grandparents, they also don't have too much hair at the age of 35. Uh, but anyway, stress can cause you to lose your hair, to go gray, uh, or to pick up a whole bunch of unnecessary weight. We know physically that stress is bad for you. And so if you can manage your physical possessions, material possessions, in a better way that reduces stress in your life, it can be a physical advantage. So this message can help you physically, not only physically, but also emotionally. Just think about the, the emotional freedom that you can experience if you manage your material possessions in a different way. What about spiritually? Any person that has given generously knows that there is spiritual blessing in that giving. Uh, even emotionally, you feel good whenever you give. And so over the next three weeks, here are the three topics that we're going to speak about. My hope is that over these three weeks, three weeks, we're not going to try and convince you of something to believe something philosophically, but give you some practical advice that you can go and try some of these things. And I believe even if you just try one of these three things, that you will experience benefit to your own life. This is, this is going to help you in your daily living. So the first week we are speaking about that less is more. 
That's what I'll be speaking about today. Less is more. Secondly, we're going to be speaking about giving is good because we've been taught that giving is bad. We want to keep, keep, keep. And God is actually saying that giving is good. And then the last one we're going to speak about is stress is bad. So less is more, giving is good, and stress is bad. So we have been conditioned and we fall into this trap to think that more is better. More is better. Like all of us, we, we, we might actually at, a, uh, at some level believe that, you know, more is not always better, but we believe it in the way that we live, in the way that we accumulate stuff. We're always gathering and hoarding stuff. But in reality, less is more. Now, I think uh, for me growing up, this has always been the case. One ice cream is good, but two ice creams is better. A hundred rands is good, but two, 200 rand, that's a lot better. Having one car is good, but having two cars, that's even better. Having one house is good, but having a house and another house by the sea, that's even better. And so we've been conditioned uh, to believe that more is always better. Now, I believe that uh, part of, of our condition is also because we believe what we don't have is what we need. We are so aware of the things that we don't have and we start believing that those are the things that we need. The way that the world is working today, it's a consumerist kind of world that we are living in. And the way that marketing is working, retail is busy working. It is all shouting at you and telling you exactly what you don't have. It's trying to convince you that what you have is not big enough, what you have is not pretty enough, what you have is not, is not impressive enough. That's what marketing is all about. It needs to make you feel discontent with what you have now so that you can go into their shop and buy something that you don't have. Now, I think uh, I've experienced this myself. So even though I'm a guy, I like shopping malls. Well, I used to. I've got three kids at the moment, so I don't like shopping malls uh, so much anymore. But I used to enjoy walking around in a shopping mall and I enjoy, you know, good clothes or, or seeing clothes that, that look fashionable. And this is what would usually happen to me in the past. Since then, I've become a dad and I don't care about those things as much. And I'll explain to you in, in a moment why. Um, but walking around between all of these shops and seeing these wonderful clothes, you become aware of everything you don't have. You become aware of the fact that the clothes that you are wearing is last season's clothes. And I've realized at a young age, I realized that the more I walk around in a shopping mall, the more I'm confronted with what I don't have. And then after a while, I start convincing myself, it's not only that I want those things, but I actually need those things. And then you end up buying more things that you don't actually need. And what I've found is that the less time I spend in the shops, the less money I use on clothes that I don't really need because I'm, I'm not confronted as much with things that I don't have. I'm only confronted with the clothes that I'm wearing. Now, as a dad, obviously, I don't enjoy going to a shopping mall. I was there last week, and it's a nightmare. I've got three boys, and I'm literally, I'm not even seeing what they have in the, uh, in the shop windows. Only thing I'm doing is I'm literally catching children. I'm running after my own kids, and I went there to do like one thing, and it took me like an hour and a half uh, it's really a nightmare. So if you're a dad, that's one of the, the ways that you can release yourself from the pressures of materialism is have kids because then you won't be confronted with all the things that you don't have. And also you don't have money uh, to shop for those things. But I love being a dad, don't worry. Anyways, let me give you a scripture. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 6 says the following, Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls 
with toil and chasing after the wind. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Let me quickly ask you this question. The first question that you have to consider is that you know, we are confronted in a world that what we don't have is what we need, or at least that's what we think. We have to start asking yourself a question. The things that you don't have, is it really something you need, or is it just something that you sometimes want, or that you're aware of that you don't have it and you're comparing yourself to other people? But let me ask you the second question then. What really matters in life? Thinking about this scripture, what really matters in life? If I had to give you a piece of paper right now and a pen and asked you to write down three things that really matters most in your life, what would you write down? Now, I'm willing to bet that no one will write down my car. The number one thing is my car. Number two is the clothes that I wear or the house, the, the, the square meters of the house that I'm living in. No one will write down the holiday trips that I go, that I go on. Just ask this question in a different way. Uh, imagine it's your funeral and people are speaking about you. At a funeral, people reflect on the life that you lived. And when people finally reflect on the life that you lived, do you think anyone's going to comment on the car that you drove? Do you think anyone's going to comment on the, the holiday trips you went on? Uh, is anyone going to comment on the way, you know, the, how expensive the clothes were that you were wearing? No, because none of those things matter. None of those things actually matter. Now, here's the thing, is that there's so much of our lives that we spend on things that don't really matter. If you think about the, the list of top three things that matter, we spend so much energy and so much resources, so much of our emotional capacity, we spend on things that are not part of those, you know, part of that list of things that are most important to you in your own life. Now, there's another verse to this effect where Jesus reminds us of this. He reminds us of, of what is really important. He asks us, the, asks us the question of what is really important. In Luke chapter 12, uh, he's telling this parable. And at the end of the parable, he, he tells the, the audience the following in verse 15. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. I can't believe this is in the Bible. It's so clear. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. The New Life Translation puts it like this. Then he said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Life is not measured by how much you own. Now, I believe that, you know, if you're watching this, you're probably a Christian, and you know this. It's, no one needs to convince you that life is not measured by the physical possessions you have. You know that. I mean, that, that, that's not anyone's desire to, or to or, you know, idea to, to be measured by the, the amount of possessions that they own. We fall into this trap of just uh, consuming and accumulating, accumulating and working harder so that we can accumulate more things and sometimes even accumulate things for our children because we think the things they don't have is the things they need, but that's not an actual fact what they need. And so we all are sometimes in this trap. But to be honest, I much rather have less stuff and more friends, less stuff, and more time with my family. The Bible says that better is one handful with tranquility, one handful with time with your family, than two handfuls and just chasing after the wind. I would much rather have less stuff 
and more purpose in my life? What would you rather have? More stuff or more purpose in this one life that God has given you to live? So practically, how does this work? So what we're speaking about here, the first point is cutting back. I want to cut back. Instead of just falling into this trap of accumulating and getting more and more stuff, I want to rather cut back, maybe have a little bit less, but more purpose and more time and more friends. And so how do I do that practically? A good first step to take to start cutting back is to stop comparing. Stop looking around. Stop seeing all the things that you don't have and start seeing the things that you have. Start saying to yourself that what I have is enough. I have everything I need. It's quite interesting. I think one of the very practical things that you can do is come on a mission trip with us. This year, middle of this year, we're going to go to Zimbabwe and also another group is going to go to Lesotho. We come to certain rural areas and we find people that are so filled with Christ, so filled with joy. They seem happy. They seem like they've got everything they need. But if you look at material possessions, they don't have anything com in comparison to what we maybe have. It's because they've discovered that joy and fulfillment and contentment are not in the life is not measured in the abundance of stuff. So firstly, stop looking around. If you don't go to the shopping mall, you won't be aware of all the things you don't have. Now, I'm not saying that it's a sin to go to the shopping mall, but you would know the type of things that you do on Instagram. If you are constantly on online shopping, you will shop more than a person that is not hanging around in those online stores, for instance. If you're constantly looking around at, at what, what kind of cars or vehicles other people are driving, you will be aware of how old your car is. You have to say to yourself that what I have is enough. Now, uh, another way to, to do this, or maybe this is not even cutting back, this is just stopping yourself from just accumulating more and more and more. So one of the things that my wife and I actually did when we were younger is when we just got married, uh, both of us actually started with a job, and before that, we were students, and we got married right after we graduated. And so we were living like students uh, on pocket money, but then we got married, and we had two full incomes. And part of my job was actually that I didn't have to pay rent. The place where we lived was paid for, um, and that was one of the benefits of my job. So immediately, we had this double income, like grown-ups do, but we were still used to living like students. And so one of the things we did from some advice that we got from both of our parents is to not raise our standard of living immediately. And so we could have, if we wanted to, go and buy very expensive cars for the both of us, but we knew that we already have a car and that would be a lifestyle that would not be sustainable for us. We could have, you know, dined out every evening, go on ridiculous holiday trips and use up all of that money and get used to and comfortable with a new standard of living. But we decided to still, in a way, live like students. And that allowed us to do two things. We saved a lot and we gave a lot. In that season of our lives was one of the times when we saved the most and we gave the most. Because we realized that more is not better. Sometimes less is more. More is not always better. Just having the newest, the best um, is not always necessarily better. But in that time, we could fulfill a purpose that God had for our lives. And later on, we were so thankful for the money that we saved up in that period of time. And also, it would have been a lifestyle that we would not have been able to, to sustain. So probably we would have felt very unhappy um, had we not been able to sustain that and settle for the life that we are very content with uh, today. So... What I want to say with that is 
cut back by not trying to gather more. The best way to cut back is just to stop where you are at this moment. Consider the lifestyle that you have now, the standard of living that you have right now, and ask yourself, am I cared for? Has God taken care of me in this moment of life? And settle for where you are. Find contentment in what God has actually given you. The second thing we want to speak about is to clear out. A, uh, one, one person once actually said this, that we need to clear out as if our lives depended on it. And what he means by this is if you think about yourself as a husband or as a wife or a parent to your children or the person that God has called you to be, you don't have the time and the space to have too much uh, baggage in your life. You need to get rid of and clear out some of the baggage in your life so that you can put all of your, your energy, your resources, your emotional capacity into the things that God has called you to be. So you need to declutter in your life so that you can be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. So quite recently, uh, this is real simple. This is not even a material possession, but this could be uh, you know, applicable to material possessions. But recently, uh, I love playing golf. It's one of my hobbies. But now I've got three kids, and I realize that this hobby is not a reality in my life for the next few years. I'm going to play on occasion when I get invited and when it works in my family calendar. But it's one of the areas where I needed to declutter and say, you know what, it's okay if, I'm not, if this is not going to be my main hobby for the next few years because I need to say no to that so that I can say yes to my children. But sometimes our material possessions is exactly the same thing. It is, it's just clutter in our house and it is clouding our own hearts, making us feel anxious and also clouding our minds. And um, we, we hoard things um, but the Bible is actually telling us. Now, many people will say, well, the reason why they hoard things is because they, or they're collecting and collecting is they grew up very poor and now they have things and so they, you know, they don't want to just you know, lose things uh, right away. But if I can be honest with you, that is just saying that admitting to a, having a poverty mentality, saying there will not be enough in the future, so I have to hoard as much as possible right now. Um, or maybe it's because we're very sentimental and we therefore hoard things. But the Bible tells us that your life does not consist in the abundance of stuff. Saying life is not about those things. They are not important in your life. The things that you're busy hoarding in your cupboards or in your garage, they're not important. Um, and the Bible says, better is one handful with tranquility than two with toil and chasing after the wind. Let me make this real practical. I would love to give away most of my children's toys because they are in the way. We always have to pick up after them. And so I've tried this, and this is something I'm going to attempt doing again in this next week, is to see how much of it we can give away that they still have enough. Because they've got friends and they've got grandparents and family that are always giving them toys. But the problem is they lie around in my house, and then we have to constantly pick them up. And I know that my kids don't even play with all of those toys. But it's the same thing for us as grown-ups. We have so much stuff lying around. This is actually crazy. Just think about this for a moment. How much stuff is lying in your cupboard that you are not using on a daily basis? How many clothes or pieces of clothing do we have in our cupboards that we don't use each year? You know, for many people, they don't only have a garage, they've got a carport. And the reason for the carport is because the, the cars have to park in the carport under shade because there's no space in the garage because we are storing all of our stuff in the garage. And this even gets crazier. Uh, another business that's really doing well all across the world is storage facilities. 
you pay someone else money to keep your stuff that you are not using. <laughs> it's stuff that you could bless other people with. It's stuff that you can give away to declutter your own heart, mind and heart and your own budget because you're paying to store stuff that you're not using. Now, quite practically, a practical way to start addressing that, this craziness of too much stuff, is why don't you just end this week? We've got a wonderful initiative in our church called Street Store, where once a year we invite our whole city to give clothes, stuff they're not wearing in their cupboards, to give away so that we give this to people who are in need. And uh, why don't you just end this week, go take a black bag and look at all the pieces of, of clothing that you did not wear for the past year. If you didn't wear them for the past year, bless someone else with them. Not only are you decluttering your own life, but also you are blessing someone else that is in need. Another principle to follow is that not only if I didn't use it the last year, let me give it away, it's also if I get one, I give one. Get one, I give one. If I get a new shirt, maybe it's time to give away an old shirt. If I get new pants, I can give away an old pair of pants. If I get new shoes, give a pair of shoes. If I get new underwear, don't give it away, okay? That's not a good principle to give away underwear. That's the only thing that we don't, you know, get one, give one. What you can do, another, uh, uh, I think, a very creative thing that I've heard about recently is to give a hundred things. Maybe as a family, I think this is something that I want to try together with my kids, my whole family, including the toys and everything, uh, not only their toys, but my toys also, to, to see if we can give away a hundred things, whether it be clothing or just other things, and bless other people with things that are just literally sitting in cupboards or in garages and give it away. So the first thing we do is we cut back. Second thing is we clear out. And the third thing is we pay it off. We're going to speak more about the fact that stress is bad in week three. But if you want to declutter um, and realize that less is more, one of the things you can do is to pay it off. I've never heard of anyone saying that my debt helps me to feel so much peace. I've never heard anyone saying, you know, I feel so close to God when I see how much interest I'm paying to the bank. Or I'm so thankful for high interest rates. But you would have heard about many people that say that their debt stresses them out. Um, you would have heard of, of couples fighting because of financial pressure that they are experiencing. You would have heard many people saying they're struggling to sleep because of financial pressure or, or debt and high interest rates uh, that they are experiencing in their life. I've spoken to many Christian couples that have made a decision to rather sell off certain you know, assets because they want to release some of the financial pressure and, and some of the, the, the debt that is in their lives. And uh, this scripture of better is one handful with tranquility than two with chasing after the wind. Another way that you can translate in today's uh, time is to say better is a car that is paid off with a low insurance each month than a brand new car with a really big payment with high insurance. Better is a smaller house with a smaller bond payment than a very large house with a very large bond payment. It's better to have financial margin than living from paycheck to paycheck. So it's always better to pay it off, release financial pressure in your life. Now, this obviously doesn't mean that you can't have nice things. But I think if we are maybe a little bit more wise in terms of what we have, 
we might end up having fewer things, having some nice stuff that we own instead of having a whole bunch of junk that owns us. Let me end off by saying this, that your life is too short to waste it on stuff. Life passes us by and we have to ask ourselves, what is the most important thing in this life? Jesus is clear that life is not measured in the abundance of the things that we accumulate. Your life is too valuable and your calling is too great to be wasting it on material possessions. What, is the things, what are the things that you maybe have to, to cut back on? What are the things that, that you uh, maybe have to pay off or clear out in your house? This might not only be when it comes to the way you manage your finances, but some of the physical things lying around in our houses. Maybe it's time to declutter some of those things. And this might be something very small or physical, but it can be a start of a spiritual journey for you to start decluttering so that you can put all of your focus, your, your emotional capacity, all of your resources and your energy toward the God that you serve in this life. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge you as the Lord over our lives, God, and we want to pursue you in this life. God, would you come and help us and show us where are the areas in our lives where we are actually accumulating and running after other things, chasing after the wind, so that we can stop that, cut back on those things, declutter, so that we can start following you alone, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.